Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 72 of our Strategy and Conversions podcasts. Um, my name is Mark Tanner, as you know, and as you will notice, I am on my own this week. Uh, Jamie is taking a well-earned break. Um, he's been working non-stop for a long time, so I think it's time he took a break away with his family. So I've agreed with him that um, I'll do this on my own. Um and um, hopefully I can give you some great value as well. So this episode, I'm going to talk about living intentionally. Now, what I mean by that is that uh, everyone's talking about goal setting. And we, we we obviously talk about goal setting for personal and for business reasons. You, you, know, you create your life as a vehicle to get to the, to, to the, you create your business, sorry, as a vehicle to get to the life that you particularly want. Um, but we know uh, yeah if you, if you're not setting goals you'll never you, you'll you'll never get to the place that you want to get to um which is a real real shame so uh, you're setting setting goals for your personal life which then you'll be using your business as the vehicle to get you to the goals and interestingly this is a conversation i had um uh, last week actually the end of last week when i was talking to somebody about goal setting and um, living exactly this living intentionally um and they 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 said to me, oh, I never set goals because I never achieved them, and I'm thinking, well, well, hang on a second. Um, if you're never working to anything, of course you're never going to achieve anything, or you never think you're going to achieve anything, because you don't have anything in mind. And when you do start setting goals, as we know, and if if, if don't believe me, you can read this any way you like. But as you do start to um, set goals, your mind will start working towards them automatically. The mind is an incredibly powerful thing. And so the whole idea is that we set goals, set goals for you know, they can be they can be a year ahead, maybe they can be goals that will maybe take three months to get to. But the whole point is we create a set of goals to move forward. And um, so once so that goes kind of that's kind of a given. I'm not going to go into goal setting and how that works particularly, but you need to be setting goals for your personal life first, obviously, um, and then your business life. Um, and again, on the living intentionally scale, then you have you break you, know, you break things down as we constantly talk about uh, the the fact that you break all your goals down into you know maybe daily activities, but really kind of weekly activities, so you know what you'll be what you're going to be doing uh, from week to week to work towards those the big achievements that you want. And one of the things is uh, that I do, and I. I, again, I talk about this. I do a lot of coaching around this whole idea of goal achievement and living intention, intentionally. And I, I talk a lot about journaling. And um, and one of the big things that I, I do and many of the other people now that I've coached do is they start, they have a review of, of, of the week on a Sunday. Normally, that's the, that's the best day. Um, some do it on a Saturday and just switch off completely. Um but they do the, the review for the week ahead. But part of the review for the week ahead is, right, what is my big achievement? What do I want to really achieve for the week ahead that's going to drive me forward on maybe one, possibly three goals that's so going to take me forward so I can see a real difference that I've moved forward? And that could be a project. Um, it could be a complete project that you reckon I could do that in a week. It could be a milestone on the path of a project. That you're working on the project might be taking i don't know it might be a three month six month project but you you're working towards something and it can be and it should be actually um in fact you probably should set both this kind of 
big achievement for the week ahead as a one a, a, on a personal level and one on a business level. So the personal level could be a particular fitness or a particular um, regime that you want to put in place, exercise regime. It could be, I don't know, it could be, it, it could be anything to do with weight loss. It could be the fact you might be a, an avid gardener. You want to get out and, and, and do some gardening, a carpenter. It doesn't matter what it is. It's what will take you forward. If you, for example, if you're if you're uh, building some decking or building some uh, something in the garden, and it, you know, there's again, there's a project for a week. This week, I'm going to do th- these three tasks so that at least I know it's moved forward. Um, and the business thing is again, what big goal in business uh, are you going to try and move forward this week with that big achievement? And again, that could be on marketing, it could be it could be bookkeeping, or it could be the fact you're going to delegate that. You're going to find someone to delegate that stuff, finding a new system. The whole point is at the end of the week when you come to do your weekly review. At the end of the week, you can see that you've achieved something, and it's that feeling of accomplishment that you've moved forward. So you've you made sort of you might have achieved lots of other things as well because that's whole part of the process. But there's one big thing, or these two big things that you've achieved, give you a real sense of accomplishment that you've made them, um, uh, and they, they, that you're actually you you are moving your whole life forward, if you like, because it is all about your life. And again, going back to living intentionally, so I keep a, a daily journal. Uh, as again, I coach in this part of the, uh, part of the whole uh, with, with, with my achievement coaching. And so each day, you start the day with a positive mindset. And I have a particular routine that I follow in the journaling that I that I go through people with. Again, I'm not going to go through that. I haven't got time to go through through that on my, on the on this podcast. But um, you can always get hold of me at um, support at strategyandconversions.com, and then we can. Uh, we can talk more about that and see if, yeah, we can even set up some kind of discovery call and, and um, some sessions on that. But the whole point is you start the day uh, with a positive mindset so that when you, yeah, the classic example is if you jump out of bed and stub your toe um, and, you, and you know, you stub it and it really hurts, it you know, brings tears to your eyes, you're in a bad mood. You're in a bad mood because whatever it was is in the way or you weren't paying attention. But whatever it is, you start the day in a bad mood. Okay. So, you know, it's the stubbing the toe, kind of, we can call it stubbing the toe syndrome. Okay. And the whole point, if you start the day in a bad mood, bad things will happen. They'll just attract you because that's how the mind works. Things will come along. They won't work as successful as you wanted to. You might make a few mistakes here. And it just kind of, it's a cycle that goes on. So the whole idea is if you start the before you get out of bed, a positive mindset. Um, and yeah, you know, however taught many things, but however way you do it, however way you stretch it, start the day, the positive mindset, get out of bed. If running is your thing, you go for a run. If exercises, you know, press-ups and stuff is the thing, go and let your press up. Get yourself really positively uh, hyped up. Reading could be a thing. But the point is it puts you in a positive mindset. So when you're up and starting your business day, then things will start to change. And you'll become, even if things don't work out as you've planned, you'll be more flexible to work around them. You'll have a different mindset of being able to, to make them happen rather than the mindset of, ah, why do I bother? It's just all um, it, 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 it's just all a waste of time. So the whole idea of this intentional living intentionally is start the day each day with a positive mindset but 
that's only a part of this whole this thing I'm talking about. Okay, so that is living intentionally, um, getting to the stage where every day you wake up, you're positive, you move on, you start working, and you'll find difference in in things you do. But let's talk about intentional business because we're all business owners. So what do I mean by intentional business? Well, we all we should all have business plans, great business plan. Now they are not these. Uh, these pieces of paper or whatever that we put on a shelf and they gather dust, we never look at again. These are plans that you work with every day. They could be, they should be off out of your head. They should be on paper or on uh, electronic store, whatever, but you should be looking at them every day. I have my journal by the side of me um, and I am looking at it on a regular basis, every half hour sometimes to make sure I've done things because I plan my day out there intentionally. Now, it doesn't mean to say that I only do those things. What I do is I make sure I cover the main things I want to cover that day. Other tasks, somebody makes gives me a phone call, that's fine, I can I can jump off here. Um, yesterday, for example, my wife, she uh, she uh, was, was doing her um, uh, nanny duties with our grandson, and she was walking down, um, she was walking down the bank and she fell over and twisted her ankle quite badly. Uh, the baby's okay, she was okay, but she sprained her ankle really badly. I took the afternoon off because that was the priority. And I took her to our local in, uh, incident centre and I was there for a few hours and things had to change. So I had to phone a couple of people say, this has come up, I've got to take my wife to hospital. Um, so I'm not saying that the journalist, uh, that be all and end all, I won't do anything, but it's always there for me to look at. But looking at intentional business, you should have a business plan and that should include... <clears throat> the, your, it should include first your turnover. So when it comes to the, you know, finances are hugely important in business, obviously. So your turnover, you have to know what you want your business to be generating because that's kind of a benchmark of how you're doing. Are you doing well or not? Looking at how much your business is turnover, your your business is turning over uh, each month. Uh, try and have a your annual plan. You come down to each month. What am I aiming to turn over? Turnover isn't everything, as we know, but it's a it's the big benchmark. You cannot grow unless you've got a decent turnover coming in, and you should be growing. Your one of your one of your indicators of growth is seeing that the turnover is growing. Now we know that okay, turnover is 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 good. We that's a great uh, that's a great measurement, but profit is even is even a, is another better probably measurement as well. You need turnover to be able to then calculate your costs to get to your profit. So you need to set a profit target. So you have a turnover target. Say, I, I want to be earning, I want to be earning A. Um, and you know you have a kind of a cost base of B, whatever. So you think, right, okay, if I'm earning A and maybe I can reduce B, I can raise my profit. So do, do have a target for your profit um, based on a profit margin or whatever, but have a target for the profit that you create in the company. Because out of some of that profit, not all of it, but out of some of that profit, you'll be taking your money to live the life you wait the way you want to live it. We'll come on to that in a moment. Um, but that's the all important thing is the profit that's in the company. Okay. Then you're going to look at cash flow. Okay. So again, not the same as profit. So now you're looking at the cash you have in the business. Um, that is, are you? So you might be turning over a great profit on on paper or on your bookkeeping system, but are you getting that money in? 
So, you know, how's your how, how's your pain? How how are your customers paying paying you? Is that um, is that profit being realized in cash? So are you getting your invoice paid uh, on time and yeah, on time as you want them? So, again, cash flow, you have to kind of an, have an idea of how much cash you want to be in the business at any particular time. Um, for some people, that's difficult. I understand that's difficult. And that's why uh, we can we we we. We have all sorts of things where we can help you with this. Um, yeah, we can help you work through this whole, th th get this whole idea of these three things. Um, but that's all about finance, okay? So I understand that that is some, not everybody's bag, but it should be. It, you should understand your business enough to know that those three things are, are vitally important to your business. The next thing to look at is in your intentional business. So you're intending the turnover you're going to be getting. You're intending the profit you're going to be making. And then you're intending you're, you're intending the cash you're going to have in your business circulating around in your business. Then it's the intentional. What improvements can I make to my business? And again, we'll come on to the whole thing about improvements in a second. But it's improvements as in every business has to improve. It has to innovate. It has to. Uh, I don't say change. Yeah, I suppose change is the right word. It has to be improving. Uh, financially but also improving in the products or services it gives and even improving the way it works with its customers and even improving the quality of the customers you have okay so it's the whole thing about improvements what is it that part that, that your business that you're spending a great question i ask people when i'm coaching what is it you're spending too much time on and I mean that something that you think, well, it should be it, this should be easier than this, and it's taking me. Uh, it's really, really taking a long time. The chances are your systems are not right, and they need tweaking, they need improving, and maybe even need replacing. So when you start asking yourself, where's your time going? So you analyze the time you're spending on things, and you see that you're always spending a massive time on, say, for example, bookkeeping. Do you need to? Maybe you need to delegate and farm it out. If cash flow is the issue, why is cash flow the issue? Because that means that your business needs to have that kind of cash so that you can start doing that, delegating and and bringing people in to do this. If you really, really, really invested in doing it yourself, then fine. But is your is your bookkeeping system up to the job or does it need improving? Do you need to change? And then the other thing, and this is probably one of the most important things in business, is what value are you giving to your customers and can that be improved? Can that be changed so you're giving more value? Not necessarily giving more value for less, but we'll talk a little bit about pricing and stuff. Um, and you can justify raising prices to a certain extent until people say, well, I'm not getting any more value. So how can you increase the value so that you can start justifying charging higher prices if when the time comes so value is inherent what more can you give them what more can you do for somebody that makes your product special and again the whole point about value is that it makes people start to come back to you you get a reputation for giving great value so then people start to think mm, okay it's worth changing my preferred supplier having a go at this and see if this supplier works for me and you might attract customers from elsewhere so, um, and then the, those kind of things where you can actually be setting goals for, but you can also be think, looking at goals of, um, I have a, a set, you know, you can say, I have a set of existing customers. 
how can I get my existing customers to spend more money with me? Can it be uh, a repeat sale or can it be a sale of a different product that will help their business? They're customers of yours. Get to know your customers. Get to know how, what they're after, what their pain points are, what you could do for them. Again, intentional, setting intentions here. I am going to phone 10 customers this week and find out what more I could do for them. It's an intention. You put a goal in place at the end of the end of the week. Yep, I phoned those 10 people. I've got a set of notes. I've got a list of notes of what I can improve, what they're looking for. Then it's, can I supply it or... Um, is it outside my remit of, of, of my business? You know, you can't do everything. You can't do everything for everybody. But can I supply what they're looking for? So again, it's phoning existing customers. Then you're looking at attracting new customers. Do I a need to be attracting loads of new customers, or can I work with the existing customers I have? Um, if you, if if the answer is no, I need new customers. Okay, so how are you going to start attracting customers? Your marketing. Um, what marks? What's your marketing strategy? Do you have one? Lot, so many companies you speak to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a bit on LinkedIn maybe, a bit on social media here. Yeah, they might do a little article or a blog here, but it's not joined up. It's just all higgledy piggledy. There's no cohesion behind any of it. So people might read some of the stuff. It might be interesting, but they can't. I don't understand where it's leading them. And that's the whole point, uh, point about when you're going to start attracting new customers. You need to be leading them to a point where they become not a prospect, but a customer. And that means you've got to have a decent marketing strategy that really, really, um, that really come, becomes a cohesive element to your business to attract new customers. And guess what? Strategy and conversions. The clue is in the title. We do that as well. We will help with you if you're unsure about this, of creating a great strategy for your marketing, but also for business growth. We look at the whole the whole picture. So again, um, a bit of a plug, but again, it's a support at strategyandconversions.com. Call us, email us. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do and how we can work with you. So attracting new customers is vital. Your your marketing strategy is really vital because it means that your marketing all links together and leads people along a, a particular path. Um, once you start to think about adding value, as we've spoken previously, we're creating more value um, to your to you know in, in the products and services you give. So then you can start asking, well, are the prices I charge, can I justify them to, uh, to, the, to, to, the, to the prospects I'm working with at the moment? And what I mean by that is, can they get better value elsewhere, basically? Um, are you giving everything you can give? And are they looking for something extra? And you can find that out in a way because you can speak to the customers who you already have who may be able to give an indication of, well, it would be great if you did this. And it wouldn't it be good if you did I've had to go to another person for this. And so you look at the look at the value you're giving and are the prices that you want to charge justified with the value you give? Uh and and will the do the uh, are the yeah, would the prospect can the prospect see the value that you give? And will those prices enable this is where the other thing is you, you've got to be looking at your pricing. 
not with a finger in the air like some people do and you think oh i'll just charge this because if i lower my prices i'll get more custom mm. possibly but often what you do if you lower your prices you get customers that you don't really want to work with who waste your time are tire kickers or mess you about you still want quality customers you always want quality customers who like what you do will adhere to your kind of terms and conditions and work with you in the way that you want to work with them but a big thing that people don't take into account is when they um when they're looking at their charging structure is will i will that charging structure after my costs have been paid give me enough profit in the business that i can take money from the business not all of it not all profit but take that amount of money from the business so i can live well now the reason i talk about living well if you are well it doesn't matter whether you're whether you know so, whether you're a limited company director sole trader it doesn't matter if you're not taking a wage or taking a salary or whatever you want or drawings where you can live well and you can see the benefit of running your own company instead of it being real hard work because it is hard work so you have to see the benefit coming back from that that you can take time off that you can do um that you can go on that particular holiday you want if you're not living well, you're going to get disillusioned, despondent, and learn and and come not to hate your business, but always see it as a real as something you don't want. So remember those days of us. You know, some people haven't ever, but I remember the days when you wake up and the alarm goes, let's say half six or seven in the morning, and you've got to get to a job, and you think, oh, I really don't want to go in. You've got a great big long commute. You go to a, a job that you may not particularly be invested in, that you don't particularly like. Um, and you and when and I know for me, for example, I love the fact I don't have to commute anywhere. I work from home. And commuting commuting to me, although I like driving, commuting to me was just a it was like sticking ne uh, needles in my eyes. Horrible. Absolutely hated it. And I wake up most mornings and think I look at the car park. And all the people, especially in the winter, scraping off the, the ice off their cars and going to work. I think I don't have to do that anymore. And that to me is fantastic. And even that alone can make me, when I come into the office, enjoy what I do. But it's, it's if it, what you're doing is if you're not living well, you basically are giving yourself a job that you're not really happy with. So you have to learn, you have to live well. So that when you go into that way, you think this job, this business I've got is paying me well. I'm really happy it's doing what I want it to do. So first of all, then, is out of that profit, can you take the money that you need to live well? And that's the first equation. And I say not taking all of it. So then it's the next thing is, does it enable you to put money aside? And this is critical. Put money aside for growth. To grow your business, to invest in better systems, better processes, and maybe in the future, bringing on a team, whether that's a subcontract team um, that you're you're getting people like bookkeepers and VAs and maybe a subcontractor to work for you or actually employing a team. You will not do any of that if you have cash flow issues, because you will just always look at the downside. The whole point about building a team, getting contractors and subcontractors in, is that there should there 
there shouldn't be a downside or it should be certainly outbalanced by the positive side. And that means bringing that is that is an investment. The team, everything there, better systems, better process, they're all in investments. And the whole point of an investment, the word means it's something that that brings in a profit. An investment is something that works for you to produce more turnover, to produce more profit. So when you're struggling with cash and you take people on and it makes you struggle even more, you'll never see that. You'll never see that side, that mental in your in your mind. You'll never see that side that you think, oh, why have I got a team for? All it's doing is sapping my strength and energy. Wrong. The team should be giving you positive growth. So when you have the cash to do it and you have the cash to uh, to, to make it happen, some of those feelings of uh, of the financial stress go away. And the point about this, this is comes out of you, the money you put aside in your business. So you need a growth fund. You need that kind of growth fund in your in your business. It doesn't have to be huge to start with, but it's just to invest in growing your company in one way or another. Then there's a then there's a little fund you have to create called a resilience fund. So resilience fund. People before the pandemic, a lot of companies before the pandemic lived hand to mouth. They maybe didn't make much profit, or they did, but whatever profit they took, boom, take the lot. Pandemic came, bang! How many businesses went out of, uh, were, were were killed by the pandemic? Um, the pandemic, I know, is an unforeseen circumstances, but but expect the unforeseen circumstances. Now we now have been educated, so we've got to learn from that. We just got to think, oh, that'll never happen again. Mm. <sighs> you know what? It's happened once. A precedence has been set. It could easily happen again. Especially with the, with the, all the the environmental issues we have going around us, and the costs rising, and this happening, and all the stuff going on, don't kid yourself; it will never happen again. Something will always happen again. So start building a resilience fund from your profits, so that you can ride the storms of business that may only be a month, maybe three months, where it dries up, or could be a lot longer. So the I know in a, in the accounting I've got an accounting background that I know that in a, in account the the accountancy world uh, and the business world they always say that you should build up a resilience of three months uh, turnover, okay, in your business. So for example, you know if you if you're turning over um, five grand a month, then they're saying you should build a pot of fifteen a uh, uh, um, a fifteen grand, so that if those things happen, you can ride the storms. Now. That's your choice, but make it realistic. Three months, I think, is minimum. You sometimes need to build more than that. And don't think that as money you can say, oh, it's okay, I've got a great fund here, I can go and invest it, I can do something, do that. That's not what that's for. That is a resilience fund there purely to help you through the bad times. Um, it needs, yeah, you don't need to be carry on building and building and building that to a certain point, but you need to build it to a certain level that you're happy with to say, right, I'm happy I've got my resilience fund. And then you have another fund, which is your training fund. Okay. You will always be needing to enhance your skills, your team's skills, um, and also learning new skills. Okay. So enhancing what you have and learning what you, new skills when you come into management. Some people have been on the tools for so, such a long time, which is fine, and they get to a stage where through whatever, you know, age, back, 
aches and pains, they come into a team, the team needs management. They have no idea how to manage a team or they have a very, very vague idea. So they have to learn new skills. They have to increase those existing skills because now they need to learn the skills of management so that they don't just throw their arms up in the air after three or four months when things aren't working. So, oh, that's no point. No point having a team. Because it is. You won't grow without a team. It's as simple as that. You'll never grow your business absolutely on your own. Uh, I've tried, failed, and I know many, many, many other people who've tried and failed. Believe me, you'll not do it, okay? You have to have at least one or two people helping you. If you want to grow harder, you need more, okay? So it's as simple as that. You will need other people around you. Um, and so so those that that's where you're... So I was talking earlier on the very beginning about profits. Your profit needs to have those three elements in there. So by all means, take money out because you want to, but only maybe take out um, 60, 70% of your profit on a monthly basis at the very, very most. And the other percentages are those are the money that goes into those three different pots. That's a growth pot, a resilience pot, and a training pot. Okay. And the growth especially is for your, for your team. Um, uh, you can call the you can call the training pot or the growth pot the investment pot if you like. But the whole point is, it's a pot of money that you keep adding to as you build your teams, and that then gives you the the cushion that when you start building a team, you think, right, I've got enough money to pay them for this, however long, until they get really going, and then I know that they're just gonna it's going to be automatically generated. Okay, so um, that's that's. That's really what I'm talking about, that whole thing. So what I'm saying, is the, so the bottom line of this shorter <laughs> shorter podcast than normal um, because we haven't got the conversational thing with Jamie, which is actually, um, I really do miss that because I remember Jamie um, Jamie said that when I was away and I offered bad health and everything, I've been away before. Jamie's done podcasts on his own. I know what he means because it's really difficult to talk on your own and, and, and kind of be interactive um, without anybody, without the coming of the conversation there. So, uh, um, yes, Jamie will be back. Jamie will be back. So, But this whole, the sum up this whole podcast is really about is being intentional, being intentional about your life first. Um, and we're all business owners, so I'm, I'm totally aware that we've got to make our business work for us. For, you know, to, to give us that lifestyle. So be intentional for your life, plan that future, but be intentional for your business so that you will make that happen because you're, you've chosen, you've made the choice as I have and as Jamie has and all these, all these other business owners. We've made the choice not to, not to, to work in, in employment for somebody else. Okay. So there's a risk in that. There's a whole risk in that element. Um, we can't really affect when we're working for someone else. We can't affect the pay and all the rest of it, uh, and we can get yeah, we can get certain benefits. But we've 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 made the choice to um, we've made the choice to work for ourselves because we enjoy the freedom. There's no freedom. <laughs> there really is no freedom if you are stuck without enough money uh, in your business. So I know again. Um, I've got a, a totally different set of values, uh, and I'm never, I'm, I'm, you know, money is not my main objective for business. But I'm not stupid. If you don't have money, you don't have a business, and you don't have a life. 
So, and I don't want to go back to work for somebody. I love my freedom. Um, and I love being able to take the time that I want to do things. So be intentional. Plan your future for your life and your business. Because when you do, you'll find that your ways will come to you, opportunities will come to you to make it happen. That's my uh, takeaway for this particular podcast, number 72. Um, please do, if you like what you hear, please do give this channel um, a like. Um, and subscribe and if you if there's anything further that you need or would like to get in touch with us about anything that i've said today or about any of the podcasts i mean we've done 72 of these podcasts now there's a lot of information out there uh, for people to look at and uh, we're going to be going back over the podcast as well and putting out various blogs and little snippets of all the sort of highlights that come from them because there are a massive amount of nuggets and all the podcasts that we give that we don't even realize we've given them because some of them seem like quite straightforward to us because we've been in this game for so long. And uh, when you're just starting out, please don't try and start out on your own because I know for a fact it never worked for me. It just was a, was a nightmare. Um, and I got a coach as soon as I understood that, that you needed someone to bounce ideas off and help, but then get yourself a coach even if it's not us, um, uh, and that obviously that's what we do, but even if it's not us, get yourself a coach, someone who can actually help you to, to lead your business forward. So be intentional, plan your future, because by planning your future, you'll make it happen. And remember, support at strategyandconversions.com if you'd like to contact us uh, to see how we can help you. So thanks for watching. and. Um, and goodbye and see you next week.